Hey, this is Kritz from Lacuna Coil and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast. Rock on! Welcome to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. My name is Matt Rycroft. And I'm Mike Dyer. And I'm Russell Taylor. And together we're going to bring you some news and views and discussion uh, all about Lacuna Coil. So let's first of all, let's start off with some news. Lacuna Coil are currently touring in the US with Seven Dust. And we've heard this week that they have included Intoxicated onto the set list for the first time. Should we... Talk about the set list, guys. Fifty minutes long, by the looks of things, on average. Uh, yeah, that was um, that was one thing that I was going to um, mention about it being fifty minutes, which I think uh, is pretty impressive for an opening um, opening act on the on the um, on the bill on the evening. Because uh, if if you think back to most concerts, as Russell will probably agree, and you will, Matt, Lacunico um, have a tendency to do probably an hour and ten minutes on average. So it's actually um, you're actually in for quite quite a long set list um, at the moment. So it's good to see that and and intoxicated on there. Yeah, I think it's good from a support point of view in terms of obviously seven dust a headlining. But you know, if you're fresh and new to Lacuna Coil, you know, 50 minutes it gives you sort of ample time to actually you know explore the songs and get introduced to the band. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I completely agree. I think what I would would say is that. Um, their set lists are getting longer, whether they're of support or headlining. Certainly the last couple of years we've seen them go up to an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah, um, yeah. But having said that, as a support band, 12 songs, 50 minutes, that does seem like a very good uh, length of time. Just looking at the the list of songs themselves, we've got I Don't Believe in Tomorrow, which as I think we said last week, or I said in particular, is a great opener. Uh, I Won't Tell You, Kill the Light, Self-Deception, Heaven's a Lie, To the Edge, Upside Down, Fragile, Intoxicated. Although, on at least one occasion, they played Swamped instead of Intoxicated. Um, apparently, it was um, it was in the soundcheck, but uh, they didn't play it for the live show. Survive, Trip to Darkness and Spellbound. So, it's a, it's a pretty good list of songs, actually, um, going as far back as Coma Lies. We have obviously self-deception, heavens a lie, and swamped. So we're getting, yeah, a good range of songs, I would say, given that they are a support act. Mm. Um, yeah, if, yeah. If you guys listen to Intoxicated on the on YouTube, I think there's a few people that are posting it now. Yeah, yeah, it looks uh, well. It certainly sounds very good, and I hope they add it to the tour cycle when they come back over to Europe. I think it's a, uh, it's a good inclusion, and it's it's well placed at the end uh, end to end on um, a high mm. in the it's, evening. It's definitely one of the standout songs on Dark Adrenaline, so it's definitely good to see in the set. It's one of those songs on Dark Adrenaline that when I first listened to it, I thought, well, <clears> first, it's a great song, of course, but. I felt that it was going to be one of those songs that really was going to come into its own when it was played live, live I should say, and kind of disappointed that it wasn't on the Dark Legacy tour last year, 2012, yeah. and we didn't get a chance to hear it because uh, mm. I really was hoping for that. 
Uh, so it's great to see it on there now. And yeah, it sounds great live. In fact, it's, it sounds better live than it does on the album, in my opinion. It's just one of those songs that seems to need that live sound to really bring it out, I think. Mm, definitely. Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, on the subject of the tour, uh, Lacuna Coil have also announced a new US headline show. Uh, this is in Louisville, Kentucky. I think I said Louisville, right? Is it Louisville or Louisville? I don't know. I'm sure someone <laughs> will correct me. Uh, the Diamond Pub and Billiards, and that's on Monday the 25th of February, so in a couple of weeks' time. And support will be provided by two or three, I'm not sure, someone correct me, Poetry of the Dead, Shines Negative and Unbroken Silence. I've not heard of any of those bands. I assume they're local bands. Does anybody know anything about them? No, no they're all free new to me. Yeah, yeah. Not Dicky Bird. They all sound probably like local support, I'd guess. Well, I hope they get a good chance to uh, show everybody what they've got. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's good to see that uh, the band are managing to do a few headline shows for the fans. That's always good. Yeah, totally. I think that if you have a run... If, uh, as they are doing at the moment, if you have the odd uh, headline show prop up on the um, on the tour, it's, uh, it's certainly good for people that may also travel around to see uh, quite a few dates on the tour, like lots of us do. One does one thing I've always wondered, actually, and it's possibly not right time to discuss it, but we talk about the amount of travelling that we do when we see Lacuna Coil uh, in the UK, and. I think you said it on yourself this week, Mike, on the forums on, on ES, that mm. it's, it's easier travelling the US. I, I'm not, I've never really thought that that was the case. Do you, do you think that's the case? I would have thought that... I, I only mentioned that simply because internal travel from what people talk about usually when the tours are on is uh, next to nothing. Uh, if you like flying internally and everything, and fuel's obviously a lot cheaper over there. Uh, so I believe so. I would think that if, depending on where the tour cycle is, if you're in a certain area, I would think that so long as you don't mind driving a few hours, which certain people do, I think it's, uh, I don't know, maybe you are more likely to be able to see more shows than us rather than having to go like we do, go the length and breadth of the country mm. all over the place. I just think that uh, in the UK, being a relatively small island, that even when you've got to the end of the tour, you're not far from home. I suppose oh, there's, yeah, there's a good chance you could be quite a few states away from your, yeah, from yeah. your home when you or a six-hour flight or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Um, discussion. Right today, we are going to talk about first show memories. We touched on it last week with the introductions, but uh, let's explore it in a little <clears throat> bit more detail today. So, when was our first shows, guys? Um, do you want me to start off? Yeah, it was. Away, right? um, I actually dug out, I believe it or not, I still have the ticket stump. And it was uh, London Astoria. And it was Sunday, the 1st of April, 2001. And it was at the Metal Odyssey Festival. And Lacuna Coil were third on the bill. Uh, it was Suspiria, Nevermore, Lacuna Coil, then In Flames. And it was headlined by Dimu Borgir. So, as you can see, quite an eclectic mix there. Mm, gosh, that is a while ago, isn't it? You must have been yeah. like in nappies or something, mate. Yeah? <laughs> How old were you when you went to that Me, show? I was just turned 18. Wow, okay. So, it, it was a while back. 
it was a while back. <laughs> so I, I can remember Lacuna Coil in Flames and Demu Borgir. I cannot remember Nevermore or Suspiria. That I will I will fess up to. Um, but what I do remember, uh, as well as being my first Lacuna Coil show, was that they did have at the time a very impressive light show that none of the other bands had. Um, I don't think it was the crew that they're using um, now, um, but they definitely had lights sort of, you know, as far back as then. What do you remember of the set list? Um, from memory, I think they opened with To Live Is To Hide, uh, because I think Unleashed Memories had just come out. Um, so there was Honeymoon Suite, possibly Hyperfast, uh, definitely sends a and when a dead man walks mm-hmm. and I think they closed with my wings there might have been a couple of other songs but it was a relatively short set list I remember that because obviously it was sort of like a, a mini festival so it was around about seven or eight songs that they played they definitely opened with to live is to hide and close with my wings so good good way to start the first gig for me anyway was it a bit busy do you remember what it was like there with the crowd? Um, it, it was it, it was packed. Um, I remember sort of there was a queue around a block because originally it was the the main fiddler, and then it got upgraded to the Astoria, which was obviously upstairs. Mm-hmm. And part of that I think was because of uh, In Flames. Generally, it was a very heavy In Flames crowd. There was qu- quite a few people there who were looking surprised because, as I said, it was a very different bill. And the Kunko obviously stood out, one, because they weren't as heavy, perhaps, as the other bands, but they definitely got a good reaction because it was something different uh, with the likes of, you know, you coming out of Christina singing. So it was a, a female vocal, um, but on the same sort of bill as, you know, Demu Borgir. So definitely something that um, sort of whet my appetite and was very keen to uh, get to my next one. So you didn't go for them, or did you? Um, I went for them and In Flames at the time. Okay, ah, that sounds like a good I show. Think it was it was a while back. I think uh, on In Flames, I think it was around the the time of Clayman came out. If anyone's familiar with In Flames, so but yeah, it was definitely a very memorable gig. Um, it's slightly different to what it is now. It was still energetic, but it was um, sort of more going back to the. It's before Comalize, but I remember the band was still all sort of dressed in black, and it was a lot more not stationary, but a bit more sort of of a subdued approach going with that kind of imagery did we get the synchronised headbanging which I used I to do quite might a lot. have done <laughs> we might have done gotta love the synchronised <laughs> headbanging we still have that stuff <laughs> I remember a lot of long hair as well that I do remember the likes of uh, Marco Mouse, I think it was Mike what about you um, I from memory it's December 2003 which is also the same show that you were at first yeah, show true. yeah uh, which I believe was at the Astoria, was it? It was indeed, Maybe? yeah, 27th, 27th yeah, of 27th December. Yeah, 27th of December, yeah, yeah. I remember that um, it was the first time I'd ever seen them and I couldn't go in 2001 or 2002, so the only way that I could manage to see them in 2003 was to um, get one of my friends to drive me down to London on the promise that I bought him a gig ticket and um, buy him a hotel room for the evening. So we, we both went to the gig and stayed in a hotel from memory um the show uh very very hazy memory about the whole thing really other than i was obviously very excited that waited a few years to see them so uh i don't know um that's about it i think any any sort of feelings if you can't remember the detail of the show but what do you remember coming away well, I, I, I remember how energetic it was from memory that it was um, 
it was a very good show and well well worth traveling across the country to go down and see them and obviously then I saw them the year after which I believe again was the 27th of December I think from memory uh, yeah it was pretty much exactly a year later that would have yeah. been at Hammersmith I think yeah Hammersmith Apollo I remember that was that was a much bigger gig from memory when they supported in flames yeah that was my second show as well yeah yeah and then the rest as they say is history and just uh went on from there dozens and dozens of shows later yeah 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 i I remember that show quite distinctly the the 27th of uh, december 2003 uh yes it was my first show uh i also remember that on Empty Spyro, I'd been tracking tour dates and wasn't expecting the Kunikal to be in the UK yeah, yeah. Uh, for the foreseeable future, as it were, at that time. And it got posted on the forums that they're playing in uh, as part of this this show, this tour, with Moonspell, Passenger, Poison Black. Yeah, yeah. With, with them headlining. Right. And I was... I, I didn't believe it, first of all. I thought it was too good to be true because I just was not expecting to see Lacuna Coil for some time. Yeah, because Moonspell were pretty huge, weren't they, at the time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, should I try to get an interview? Because I'd never met the band at the time. I hadn't interviewed them. Empty Spiral, as a website, was in its infancy. And I didn't know what to do to yeah. to arrange an interview. So I remember emailing Christina because their email addresses were on the lacunacar.it website. Uh-huh. And it was one of those kind of throwaway email and said, look, I run this web, this fan site. I wouldn't mind interviewing yourself or one of the guys uh, for the site, if you don't mind. And I kind of dis- dismissed the notion. I wasn't expecting anybody to contact me. So about five minutes later, when she replied back, um, CCing one of the managers at uh, the record label Central Media and saying, could you arrange an interview for Matt? I was kind of a little bit knocked off my chair, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they got in contact with me and uh, arranged it. And on the day itself, I'd arranged to meet quite a few people. It was almost like a first Empty Spiral fan club meet-up. Uh-huh. And it was in the Intrepid Fox, which is out towards Soho. It was it's now closed or moved, as it were. Um, and it was in the, the metal pub, the Intrepid Fox. There was about half a dozen of us. And at the time, uh, the Lacunacol website—I don't know if you remember—had a a big sunflower on it. As oh part, yeah, as part, yeah. Do you remember that originally? Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was yeah. a flash, and there was a big sunflower. So the sunflower was kind of the the emblem that we were all. Um, using as it were so there was this come and come along dressed as a sunflower or come along and bring a sunflower to say that you're a part of Empty Spiral it was like spies you know when they meet yeah, in the yeah. park they also wear a red <laughs> yeah, rose or something red rose, yeah. Yeah. so that's exactly what happened people came along with um, with sunflowers or uh, emblems or there was a sunflower hat and in later years someone actually came along dressed as a sunflower which is absolutely brilliant and we met there for a few beers, and then I had to to leave early to do this interview. And I I walked into the front of the um, the Astoria, sat down, and was just waiting. So there was a few other people there, 
and all the guys in the band walked past who I'd never met, never never been introduced. Obviously, recognised them by now because because uh, I obviously had seen loads of pictures of them on the internet. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that, that's Lacuna Coil, and I just walked <laughs> past, and they they had to head upstairs for something. And about an hour, well, yeah, about an hour later, so I was waiting for quite some time. Uh, a a woman came up to me and said, uh, right, is that Mr. Witchcraft? And I went, <laughs> Excuse me? Yes, I've got you down as Matt Witchcraft. I went, that's close enough. My, my name normally gets spelt wrong anyway. And that's from Empty Spiral, she said, yeah. So she said, we've got an interview for you with Andrea from Lacuna Coil. And I was like, that was great. And we went upstairs and we sat in the bar and performed the first interview I ever performed with a member of Lacuna Coil which you can read on Empty Spiral. Uh, it's a December 2003 transcript. I um, recorded it on a mini-disc player, which I no longer have the mini-disc for. In fact, I don't have, even have a mini-disc player anymore. <laughs> uh, so I don't have the original recording. But it was quite an interesting discussion we had. Uh, of course, like a lot of the interviews I end up doing with the band, there was the sound of sound check going on in the background. So there's a constant barrage of drums and guitars going on. So it, became quite difficult and on at least one occasion we moved um and yeah it was a good interview and then at the end he, I, I said uh just to let you know uh, thanks very much and i'm from empty spiral and of course i didn't know the guys at the time and he just said oh yeah empty spiral yeah that's a really good site i go there every day and you could have probably could have knocked me over with a feather at that point when he said that. Yeah. I was not expecting that from one of the guys of course he might have just said that to be nice but that wasn't the impression i got um, so that was like kind of my first memory of, of interviewing them just before the show and then the show itself. And I remember they started with, I think, Swamped. I know To Live Is To Hide was in there. I think Purify was played. Pretty, pretty much convinced Purify was played. I know that they ended with Daylight Dancer, but then I think it's fair to say that they ended up with daylight. They ended up with daylight dancer quite a few times over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember trying to write in the dark with a piece of paper. I think it might have even been my ticket stub. I don't ever really keep those things. Uh, what the set list was, not being able to see what I was doing, so just scrabbling, writing down a piece of paper, and then doing my best to remember it afterwards. And in fact, meeting up with a number of people from Empty Spiral, and collectively we're trying to remember what the set list was in the right order, so that I could post it on the site. Um, but yeah, that was my first show. I don't remember what Passenger or Poison Black were like, although I remember liking both of the bands at the time. Uh, I don't remember what Moonspell were like. Again, I like Moonspell. Because I was there for Lacuna Coil and it was, you know, I was so looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, it was kind of like my Lacuna Coil tour or show cherry, I suppose you could say, <laughs> pop that day. So yeah, uh, quite an interesting experience. And of course, the only person that I'm from the band I met was, was Andrea. And it was a, pretty much a year to the day that I got to meet everybody else. But I'm sure we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Mentioned that being your first show. I'm just curious um, to let the people know how how many shows you're up to now. The last time I actually added it all up, I think it's 76 shows. I think it is. I've got a spreadsheet, which you believe. Actually, you probably would believe. Um, yeah, I've done one myself. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm hoping to make a hundred, or maybe maybe 119. I should aim for. Centenary. Uh, 
So, yeah, how about you? Uh, me, I think I'm up to, I'm not sure the definite number, but it's somewhere in the late 30s, early 40s. But I'll have to check. Mike? No, I am. Um, well, I was quite sad the other day that I did the uh, the whole spreadsheet thing. Um, and I think pretty much I'm up to 44, but I can't think whether it's 44 or 45. So roundabout ballpark figure 44, nearly 50. <laughs> Between the three of us, and that stacks up to quite a few shows. Yeah, definitely. I did something even sadder just before the Dark Legacy Tour last year, and I did a spreadsheet and added up all the miles I think I've done, sort of using Google Maps to, to sort of connect my journeys between the shows. And it's it's about 20,000 miles. Yeah, and if you do that with fuel costs and hotels and everything else, it soon <laughs> it, stacks up, it, it doesn't soon it? stacks up. So I, I'm, I'm a few shows from being able to say that I've literally gone around the globe. Yeah, it's crazy. Not, not far now. Okay, so that's uh, first show memories. I'm sure we'll get a chance to reflect on some of the other shows we've had over the years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Plenty more to come, hopefully, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I certainly hope so. I've, As I say, I've got at least 25 or so to get underneath the belt before I uh, can say I've done my ton. You guys got to play catch up now, so I'm expecting you to head over to the US and to South America uh, and meet all the coilers over there. Okay, that, that, after after we've all robbed a bank, yeah, yeah that's that's we can't admit that on a podcast after we've all won the lottery. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, of course, that's what that's what we really meant. No yeah, robbing yeah. banks. No, no. <laughs> the, cha- the challenge has been set. There you go. I've laid down the gauntlet to you. You now need to go away and catch up. <laughs> That's your homework, so I I will be expecting the next podcast to be live from the US. Yeah, must try harder. Okay, so we're going to move on to our song review now, uh, we, and we're going to do The Secret. So we're going to review The Secret, which is the second song of the Lacuna Coil original EP. So, Mike, do you want to start us off? What do you think of The Secret? Um, pretty much uh, very, very confusing when I look at, look at everything. It's just a big ball of um, mess. Not mess, but you know what I mean. It's... Um, hard to decipher what what they're actually um, meaning in it. What lyric wise, take it? Yeah, yeah. I think that originally when I was looking at it, I thought it sounded like a hitman. Um, when you're going through the lyrics and everything, saying how he's blessed, bless this one, I know he's died, and blah de blah. But then you think that why would you bless anyone if you've just killed them? So I don't really know. Or maybe just a dark secret that's um, meant to be buried and locked away for no one to ever know, like the certain meaning of a song that we all know about and don't don't talk about. Are you going to mention that in every single podcast? We're going to mention yeah, find yeah, yeah. some way to mention one nineteen. Oh, I yeah. said it. Oops, yes, okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, but, I've mentioned it earlier, didn't I? Well, you'll agree, though, won't you, that it's um, it is quite quite complex when you you're going through it. That, it's not just well, 
Yeah, I don't know. Blah, blah. <laughs> Russ? Um, very much agree with Mike. Um, lyrically, um, I think it goes back to what you touched on last week, Matt. It might have been sort of the, the early early days in terms of lyrical translation uh, between the literal English and the Italian. But um, lyrically, very very confusing song. Um, it, it might be some form of you know cryptic entry. We don't know. It could be another 119 in hiding. But uh, yeah, very, very, very strange lyrically. Um, it sort of starts off, a shot in his eyes, a silver sky... His blood is in my hand, which, as Mike touches on with sort of the, the hitman theme, um, it does sort of strike an imagery of, of death or sort of something of that ilk. And then it sort of goes on, as Mike said, I bless this one. I know he's died, but now I'm feeling and then so strange. So it's a very big question mark around the song lyrically. Um, musically, um, again, going back to the first EP, similar to No Need to Explain. Um, from a production standpoint, but I've always enjoyed sort of the the final third of the song, which is sort of a, it's almost like a, a breakdown sort of thing with the guitars, mm. which I've always found interesting uh, musically, but lyrically very very confusing. I love the lyrics of this song actually. I've never really studied them before. I've always just sung along to what I think the words are. I've I, I'm not really one for lyrics anyway. So reviewing this song has really given me the opportunity to explore the lyrics, and I think they're great. I re- I I need to look at the, the lyrics for the other songs on the EP. They're certainly these these lyrics in particular far better for me than No Need to Explain. I love the opening verse. I can't decide, like you say, whether it's a someone shot, being shot by someone else, or even, and this is where I'm kind of veering towards whether or not there's a suicide here like yeah, someone's yeah. killed themselves to protect to keep a secret yeah mm-hmm. and the reason that i think that is when you look into the, the the chorus itself which seems to me to be a message from the person that's dead this is where it gets a bit weird and as you say is a, a a bit of a i say a mess confused i think is what you meant to say when it's lyrically confused yeah yeah and it says, just close my eyes and live your life, which I, I love that lyric. Yeah, yeah. I, sure. That's brilliant. That, to me, is my favourite lyric from the song and could easily end up being my favourite line from the whole EP. Just the notion that someone's taken their own life, possibly, to then say, close my eyes, so, you know, literally close my eyes and get on with your life. The secret ends here. It's within me. And then then the next line, which I think plays on that really well, it says, your tears are so sweet for me, or too sweet for me, depending on which interpretation you look at. And I kind of see that being said by the same individual that said the previous line. Yeah. So it's almost like, don't shed any tears for me. I don't deserve them. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's brilliant. It's just absolutely brilliant couple of lines there, which I really had. Actually, I feel guilty that I've, listen to this song now for close to 10 years and i hadn't explored those lyrics you know i don't think i've done it justice no i haven't either when you when when you talk like that you just uh, i don't know it it makes you think deeper about the uh, everything yeah. when you read it oh, it's, it's great i i've i honestly thought that i was going to be saying oh, it's an okay song i kind of like it but when i looked at those lyrics i thought oh, this is great and of course, was it 2011? It was introduced to the set list. Am I getting that right? Uh, it was, yeah. It was the yeah. tour before the Dark Legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And again, I when I heard that they were being put on the set list, I was okay. Yeah, it's great to hear a really old song on there. I didn't know how it was going to go down, but I remember that it, they'd obviously redone the music to make it sound a little bit more modern, and it sounded great. What, yeah, a, great, yeah, what a great yeah. song! I I yeah. have really renewed my interest and in in the, the secret. Oh, it's a great song. Uh, musically, I like the opening part with the guitar solo, which and for the bass, which is quite heavy, comes in. Uh, I agree with you, Russ. That I think the ending is very good. Um, the middle, uh, I'm not really paying much attention to the the music at that point. I'm paying attention to the words, which I think is the right thing because I think the words are far more interesting than the music in this song. Mm. I mean, following on from what you were saying, I mean, the more you look into it, the more depth you can go to. So you're talking about sort of suicide or murder and sort of looking at it, you've then got a line of, I can't understand this joy inside of me. You can't understand me or ever justify. So then you're suddenly thinking, well, have they watched a suicide? Have they just killed someone? So it's a song that definitely, the more you, you look at it, it, it sort of, you know, it gets your brain working, which yeah, is a good thing. Absolutely. It's like the best poetry, yeah, yeah. isn't it? And it could also be someone that's dying as well. If you if you read into it that they're on their deathbed and they have just explained a secret to someone, perhaps. Yeah. Possibly. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Love it. I would suggest that everybody goes away and listens to the secret again, bring up the lyrics and read them through and give it some thoughts to what those lyrics mean. And let us know if you disagree. Let us know if you agree. So, guys, what are we going to give this one out of ten? Russ? Uh, for me, again, going back to your point of, you know, if we gave every song a, a high score, we'd kind of be at a loss the, the further we go. So for me, The Secret, first EP, out of 10, probably a, a 7.5 for me. Oh, we're moving into point five territories now. It's suddenly getting more complex. <laughs> it's got technical. <laughs> Mike? Um, I'll go for seven, just just because, for now. Okay. Uh, as I said last week, I can't give everything a 10 out of 10. But I really love the lyrics on this song. Uh, music, musically, it's okay, as I said. But the lyrics really bring this song alive and make it interesting. And it's, as I said, it's renewed my interest in it. And I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. So, yeah, The Secret. Very good song. And I highly recommend everybody goes away and has another listen. Yeah, definitely. Yep, totally agree. Okay, well, that brings us to a close. Anything else you guys want to add before we uh, close off the podcast this week? No, no, just apart from uh, I'm really enjoying this and I'm sure Russ can say the same in you, match. So uh, if anyone else wants to get involved, feel free to contact us. Absolutely, yeah, you can uh, contact us through all the normal channels, uh, which I'll come on to in a minute. What about you, Russ? Anything else you want to add? Um, again, just furthering on from Mike and um, echoing your sentiment, which is, yeah, definitely um, go and explore the secret. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no pun in, no pun intended. Well, we are Matt, Mike and Russ, and this is the Empty Spiral podcast. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at podcast at net, 
or you can check us out on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash emptyspiral.net or on Twitter at emptyspiralnet. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Send us some feedback, good or bad. And of course, oh, don't forget to rate us on iTunes if you're using iTunes to uh, follow and subscribe to the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. Keeps us coming back, keeps us doing this stuff. So, uh, well, as the Ronnies say, sort of, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. <laughs> See you later, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.